Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Jaguar Radio Program. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were, the, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. Two six seven twenty two Jiggy. Daddy, hey Jiggy, what's happening, man? Must be that David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thanks very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Well, it is a fast and furious and wild-paced Sunday radio program today. We have some announcements we've got to make today. I just got the news. Just got the news today. I don't know. What what was that song? Just got the news today. There was a song. It was, uh, was 1980s? Something. Welcome to Radio Xenu. Welcome to JiggyChegwire.com. And welcome to iHeartRadio. Talk shoe. Everything else. Thanks for joining us today. We have got a great Sunday radio broadcast ahead of you. And uh, we are taping this broadcast as I am on location as we speak at the XWE in Salada, Kansas. Home of the shenanigans, as I like to say. And uh, we've got a lot to cover today. We have got an interview with a uh, Swedish heavy metal band. Uh, we also have Hassan Bifly. We will talk to him as well. And uh, we will talk to Jerry Bostic. Uh, Mr. Bombastic. Uh, although that's not Jerry. Um, <laughs> I, IWR, Imperial Wrestling, is uh, going to be coming to Wichita, Kansas. In the month of November, and we'll talk to him today as well. We'll also have a chat with a returning champion, Mr. Derek Stone. He's been on our broadcast in, some times in the past, and I wanted to get Derek on a day to talk wrestling and radio. Um, so we're going to do that today on our big broadcast. Now, uh, top story. Let's do this. Our top story for this hour. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. The Federal Communications Commission. Oh, how I love the Federal Communications Commission. Well, the FCC, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, voted today. When we tape this broadcast, we were taping this broadcast on October 24th. But the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC has voted to eliminate the main studio rule. Uh. <laughs> the world of radio continues to go down the tubes, 
As today, the Federal Communications Commission votes to eliminate the main studio rule. Now, what does this mean? Uh, the FCC approved the elimination of the main studio rule at its open meeting today on 1024. The change retains the existing requirement that stations maintain local or toll-free phone numbers in their communities and keep any public file material that isn't online in a file accessible to the public in the community of license, but otherwise deletes the requirement of locating a main studio in the station's community of license. The commission voted 3-2 along party lines to approve the change. The chairman, Pai and Republican commissioners Michael O'Reilly and Brendan Carr in favor, and Democrat commissioners Mignon Clyburn and Jessica Rosen Worsell voting no. Clyburn complained the cha- compared the change shows that the FCC signals that it no longer believes that those awarded a license to use public airways should have a local presence in their community. She noted the move contradicts the policy of promoting a job creation and asked, why would an industry that repeatedly exposed the virtues, exposed, uh, espoused the virtues of its local roots want to eliminate the only connection that they have to the same community? She suggested that the majority could have ex- extracted a more measured approach, such as a revised waiver process, that considers market size and economic hardship. O'Reilly called the main studio rule a clear example of a commission rule where the costs outweigh any perceived benefit, and I'm pleased we're bringing the proceeding to a decisive conclusion. This item eliminates costly burdens that no longer make sense in today's modern world. He noted the rule does not eliminate the requirement that stations air programming responsive to the community interests, suggesting that the change could actually pave the way for an even more local content, especially in rural communities. I got news for you. Let me break this down for you, kids. iHeartRadio is going to close every single one of their offices around the country. You are not going to see any local radio, period. Anybody that is on local radio that works for a conglomerate is fired. And uh, we're talking salespeople. We're talking the whole nine yards. Uh, This is terrible for radio. But it doesn't shock me as this is the march towards death. Ajit Pai said the overwhelming majority of the public input favored our proposal. I'm sure it did. (laughs) I'm sure it did. The NAB EVP of Communications, Dennis Wharton, speaking for the trade group, said NAB supports elimination of the main studio rule which has outlived its usefulness in an era of mobile news gathering and multiple content delivery platforms. We're confident that the cost savings realized from ending the main studio war will be revisited by the broadcasters and better programming and modernized equipment to better serve our local communities. We applaud the FCC for continuing to remove unnecessary and outdated broadcast regulations. The commission approved the the insuance of a notice of proposed Rulemaking, seeking comment on the change of rule regarding filing reports and revenue gain from accelerated services that would eliminate the requirement of broadcasters publishing public notes and print publications. Clyburn voted to issue the NPRM, but called the public notice proposal a horrible idea with no discernible benefit to consumers. Quite honestly, the very notion that the public's first instinct is to check the station's website to find out if they had filed a license application, that's absurd. It seems sometimes this commission forgets that these are the public airwaves, and that comes with a series of obligations upon broadcasters, including to serve and be responsive to the local needs and interests of their community. <laughs> local? Why would, bro- why would broadcast stations give a sh- about local people? Because they don't. Hyperlocal, all that crap, they don't care. 
Now, according to, there are 19 comments on this story on allaccess.com. Long Paul says a-holes. <laughs> That's the first comment. Assholes. Scott Gilbert says, looks like a whole lot of people will be kissing their jobs goodbye. Welcome to iHeartRadio New York and everywhere else with studios in beautiful Denver, Colorado. Also looks like the upper tier management will be getting bigger bonuses this year. And it also looks like radio is about to, do, about to die altogether by suicide. Uh, Big A says, as that great sage chicken little once said, the sky is falling. I felt it on my head. Bender says, very common sense idea that is long overdue. The Minois and Beaumont situations had absolutely nothing to do with the main studio rule, which was, after all, in effect, time. And is completely irrelevant to the discussion. And Ms. Clyburn comes off as a ludite regarding people's use of the Internet to gleam information. Alex Bennett says, well, if radio wasn't dead already, this is the nail in the coven. Brett Haverson says, wow, it seems like you couldn't find an organization more determined. Put radio on the path of self-destruction. This was basically mean one studio hub for 100-plus stations and a little investment in some toll-free numbers. Okay, all at once. Bye-bye, radio. Scott Gilbert says, hell, man, I heart radio. As, as close to a thousand signals on the air if you include HD sideband stations and translators. This will all be run from a central location. That's all, folks. Put a fork in it. Last straw. The thing that first made radio listening and attractive to new talent is gone. Let's see here. Um... Big A says, funny, no main studio rule for streaming radio, yet it's not dead. The rule has nothing to do with staffing, programming, or local talent. Lots of local talent are already doing their shows from their home studios. Why do people hold on to obsolete regulations to preserve their memories of what once was? Have any of the commenters here even read what the main studio rule is? I doubt it. Uh, let's see, somebody responds and says, sure, anyone can do a radio show, quote-unquote, from their home. Can't make a living on it. Now that the major companies can get rid of more employees, yeah, it's done. And then this big A says, well, Rush Limbaugh does one from his home in Florida. <laughs> right. Rush has got, uh, I don't even want to get into that here. Um... Dan and NC says, I'm not a quote-unquote doomsday kind of guy, but this is not altogether in the best interest of the communities we use, we each serve. That said, if quote-unquote local is your edge, it just got sharpened. Truly local operators should consider the sales and programming advantage of an actual community presence. Uh, Brian Black says, bingo, Dan. Make your station relevant to your listeners by being local, perhaps. And you can have an advantage over the rest. Just because they did away with the requirement does not mean that one should get rid of the studio. And then Henry Nigro says, another Sinclair sucker job. So, that is the story from All Access. Uh, basically, the FCC today voted to get rid of the main studio rule. And uh, because of that, God damn. <laughs>
God damn is what I say. Um, I, I don't know what else to say on this. I think this is absolutely insane. I think this is absolutely, absolutely insane. This is the death nail of radio. If you didn't think there was a death nail of radio before, well, guess what? It is now happened. We are going to take a break. And when we come back, as radio continues to go down the tubes, <laughs> we'll talk about the station going down the tubes here in a few if you're listening to us on Radio Xenu. Um, we'll have some news on that as well as some other things. Uh, you are listening to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio experience. It's the Sunday radio broadcast. Uh, we have more coming up. What I really like about the movies, I like the previews for some reason. I like to get there. I don't want to see just the movie when I get there. I like to see some previews first. I like that guy with that deep voice, like smoke like ten packs of cigarettes. One man, one way. <laughs> one desire. They went too far. They broke all the rules. One man, Kermit the Frog, as a pimp. Where's my money? <laughs> Where is it? One man, one way. What a weird voice. That's the only thing that guy could do for a living, you know? He couldn't be a mechanic or anything. Hey, uh, how much is that transmission going to cost me? An arm and a leg. Just imagine having sex with somebody. That'd be hilarious, you know? Oh, yeah, the desire in your eyes. The passion between us burns with fire. You know, I, he always can take something stupid and make it cool. Can he? He'll always be like... In the city, you must fight to survive. He sold tortillas on the corner. And the mob wanted in. I don't know who this... When you wanted the best long distance rates, you dialed 10123 in the number. Then it changed to 101223. Now you can still get the lowest long distance rates. Just dial 1110121032641123 and pay a low 6 cents a minute as easy as 123. Dial 1110121032641123 between 8:30 and 10:52 4 days a week for your savings prize. You'll feel like you've won one too on 1110121032641123. 10 to 1 your 6 cents says 6 cents for 2 minutes will have you at 6s and 7s when you call one number 1111121032641123. Got it? Long distance dialing has never been easier. To sign up for 1110121032641123, call for your eight-digit PIN number and activation code. The biggest group of the early 90s is back together and on tour. It's the Four Non-Blondes Reunion Tour. Hear Four 
Neon Blondes live, performing their extensive catalog of hits, like this one. And this classic. As well as this utterly, completely different song. Get your tickets now for the four non-blondes reunion tour with special guest, the other guy from Milli Vanilli. Did I overdo it at lunch? <clears throat> Gas, acid, it's killing me. I need something strong, really strong. You got it. Announcing Biopan Plus. Imagine your stomach is a sponge. Now imagine Biopan's patented ingredient, Traceline, coming into contact with that sponge. Now imagine a big giraffe with wings flying up into some puffy blue clouds. Got it? Now imagine a million starfish talking to you. Yeah, giving you stock tips. Now imagine a circle getting smaller and smaller until it folds inward on itself and becomes a tiny dot which explodes like the Big Bang that began our galaxy. Now, does anyone have any idea what we're selling anymore? All I know is I got some serious gas here. Oh, yeah. Biopan Plus. It's like a sponge, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Just use it and you'll feel better. Thanks. Biopan Plus. Imagine this ad is over. Welcome back to the world-famous Chiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Also, iHeartRadio, AMFM, 247.com, RadioZenu.com today, and we will talk about, uh, well, apparently Radio Zenu is going away. <laughs> I did not want this day to come. Um, I've always been a big fan of Radio Zenu. Um, we have had a interesting relationship over the years with the folks who run Radio Zenu. Um, but apparently it is now coming to an end. Now, I'm not happy about this. Um, I would, I have made a couple different pitches to the people who run Radio Xenu about keeping it around and keeping it together. Um, they have told me they're not interested in moving forward um i was planning on getting a you know streaming licensing and doing all the things that we needed to do to be able to keep this thing going but uh they they're not interested so since they are not interested we are not going to i guess move forward um so, all I know is Radio Xenu is going to be done. Um, I'm assuming that they're going to be done towards the end of the year. Um, so we will... Um, I don't know. Um... It's a hell of a deal. I hate uh, hate to see the 
hate to see uh, this happen. But uh, Radio Xenu being out the door, um, we're going to continue to do our show from here, from Radio Xenu each and every Sunday until the day comes that we don't do it anymore. <laughs> um, so that's that's the best I can put it. That's the best I can say it. And uh, that's it. So we're going to do this. We are going to go to our Swedish heavy metal band that we did an interview with. I taped this last week with John Mosier and uh, Derek Scaife. And uh, we're going to go to it right now. Okay, there we are. We are back here on our world famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. We have got uh, a special uh, interview that we're going to do here via the old Skype-a-rooney. And uh, we have got a gentleman on the line, and uh, I am not going to butcher his name, so I'm going to let him do his own introduction because I'm, I'm looking at this last name, and I'm like, I know I'm going to butcher this name. And I'm already Jiggy Jag the Ugly American, so I don't need any more, uh, any more help on that end. So go ahead and give us a brief introduction on yourself, my friend. Hello, my name is Stefan Aronsson. I'm sure you would have been just fine in trying to pronounce it. No, I guess it would have been Aronsson. I was going to call you Stefan Aronsson. Yeah, you would have screwed that up. <laughs> I was going to screw that up like nobody's business, brother. Yeah, that was a new one. But um, yeah, Aronsson, Aronsson, that's the Swedish pronunciation. Yeah. I know it's hard for you guys. <laughs> Well, it, the, the the English language is basically just hard for me. Um, <laughs> we've, got, uh, we've got Derek Scape and John Mosier with us as well. And uh, uh, we also have some of our guests that are coming up on our Sunday radio program joining us as well for this. Um, now, Stefan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what, what what do you do exactly? Yeah, so we've, we've nailed down my name. Uh, that's good. Uh, I'm also the guitar player for the technical death metal band called from Sweden. Oh, yes! Uh, Stockholm, Stockholm, to be more exact. Um, I'm the guitar player. I'm also the founder. I started in 1990, if you can believe it. I'm yes. not that old, but yeah, we were really young when we started the band, me and the drummer, David. Um, so I'm the guitar player, I'm the founder, I'm also a songwriter, if you will. I write the riffs, I come up with the rhythms and all the weird stuff that That's we're awesome. probably going to hear later. <laughs> so, so that's uh, a little bit about me. So, so tell us about this new EP that you guys have out there. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's coming next Friday, the 27th. Um, we have made a three-track EP, which is it's kind of kind of short for an EP. But we we had made three tracks, and we said, uh, so what should we do th with this? Should we make should we make a new album, or should we just put them out there? And we did we decided to we we call it an EP, and we put it out there on Friday, the 27th. It's called Kraksdaren. EP. Uh, that's even harder word to pronounce. Yes. I'm not gonna yes. Try that 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 is that is even more of a nightmare for me to be able to pronounce. Yeah, give it a go. <laughs> give, it a, give it a try. I'm 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 looking at this. Let, let me pull this up here. It, it's a uh, and I was even even reading the, uh, the 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 press release here, and it's like there's no there's 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 no clues, there's no pronunciation guide, there's nothing. 
It says, yeah. Stockholm-based technical death metal band Terminal Function have dropped their first single from their upcoming Krakastoran EP? <laughs> Krakastoran, I guess. Krakastoran. That's, that's, that's it's, fine. It's <laughs> K-R-A-K-S-T-O-R-E-N. And then there yeah. is a, a, I believe, a, I don't know what the heck it, it the, 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 there's like the two dots over the O, so I don't yeah, know if that's a soft O. o that's or, the extra seasoning. Yes. yes. Uh, that's even, I mean, that's that's even a weird word in Swedish, <laughs> I have to tell you. Why did you guys decide to name this if, if it's a weird word in Swedish and uh, most Americans a, are going to be like, I got no clue? I know, I know. That's. I mean, that's half the point. It, it's a, such a weird word. I mean, we write weird music. Uh, no one has even the slightest clue what it means. Um, the thing is that we, the, the place that, that we rehearse is uh, this... Uh, like industrial complex outside the uh, outside Stockholm, it's actually called uh, Krakstören, <laughs> the actual building. Okay. So that that's where we have our re- rehearsal space and our studio. Uh, I mean, that's where that's where the EP was made. So it made sense to. I mean, it's kind of a genre, typical for the genre to pick some cool cool sounding death metal words or. Well, I'm not even going to go there. So we just picked some something really, really weird in Swedish <laughs> and went with it. Okay. Uh, so we have something to talk about in these kinds of interviews. <laughs> so um, describe describe your kind of music, because I don't know what a technical death metal band is. I know what a death metal band is. Yeah. So, um, well, there's, there's, I mean, the technical bit of the e description of the genre is it's basically we try to write as complicated music as possible possible or at least write music that is uh, interesting and exciting and challenging for us to play uh, and that can mean like technical in the sense that we're using odd meters and uh, uh, odd time signatures and that kind of stuff. Um, well, <laughs> most of the time, it's really fast, and that's—I uh, mean, we're getting older. It's—it's it's harder to play that stuff that we, from, that we wrote when we were younger. It's, we were so much faster back then, <laughs> so that's funny. Okay. But I mean, the technical—I I guess it's fast. It's complex. It's uh, a lot of time changes and rhythms going on. Um, I guess where that—that's where it comes from. I mean, we have our inspirations, uh, like bands like Meshuggah, of course, from Sweden, and yes. uh, a, a band called Theory in Practice, who, he, we, we're from the same small town in Sweden. I mean, we moved to Stockholm like 10 years ago, but we were we, grow, we grew up in a, a town called Sandviken, where we had a like, local music festival every year. Okay. And we saw this band called Theory in Practice, and they just blew our minds. This was back in 97, I think. It blew our teen months and me and my drummer Dave we, we said to each other we need to form a band and do something like this and so we did <laughs> okay so that was 97 or 98 <laughs> to be exact now um you've got clockwork sky on terminalfunction.bandcamp.com yeah um is 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 that the latest yeah the latest that's our latest here? album so 
<laughs> let me backtrack a bit. We we started out in '98, okay? Okay. We we were 16, 17 years old, basically just trying to learn how to freaking play the music we wanted to play, uh, learn our instruments and such. Uh, then we got a record deal uh, in 2005 with an American label called Willow Tip. Okay. Uh, known for releasing like ex very extreme metal, technical metal and, and stuff like that. Uh, and we put out our first album in 2008 called Measuring the Abstract. Uh, and then we released Clockwork Sky in uh, 2015. So, I mean, okay. you, you, I guess you could say we're not the fastest band <laughs> around when it comes to releasing music. Um, but, I mean, it takes time to... It takes time to write this well, kind of yeah. music, and rehearse it, and record it, and make it sound cool, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> now, uh, as as far as this, as, as far as what we uh, what we have here, um, what 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 is a uh, what what is what is a good song that would give everybody a uh, an example here? Uh, the this this Seraphips. Sublime, is this uh, a good song to, to yeah, kind of give sure. everybody? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's our, <laughs> our Spotify hit hit song. Okay. Uh, for sure. I mean, that's uh, I think that's the f the first track of the album. It's a real aggressive, fast thing. That's it's got all the ingredients, I guess. Um, okay. Well, then I mean, I'm gonna was, do this. I was, ju I was just gonna say that. Yes. We, we're so happy to put to be able to put out this EP. Uh, only two years after <laughs> our last album, which hey, uh, indicates that we're I getting know, faster. Somehow. I know hip hop artists that they put out one one song and then you might hear from them. I don't know five years later. Yeah. So you're doing good putting it out two years later. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, I'm gonna That's place our... you on hold on Skype. We're gonna play this song and then we're gonna come back and keep chatting with you. Okay. Cool. Hold on just a second, my friend. Here we go, and uh, listen to this, and we'll be back with more here on our big book.
to take in. Go back to him. Ba -ba -bum, we're back. <laughs> I'll tell you, yeah. that, that is that is a uh, that is a heck of a lot to take in. I guess so, yeah. That's <laughs> Good a, lord. Man, it's yeah. full of stuff. Death metal is um scary. It's <laughs> scary, yes. You expect right. to hear it in like a Freddy Krueger action horror, I'm about to slash you to death type shit. Like when yep. you're chasing somebody, like Rob Zombie type shit. <laughs> Rob Zombie type shit, yes. And we're going to hack you to bits. And you're going to love it. And, <laughs> and you're going to love it. And people going to like watching saying it done. I've always wondered, are there such things as love songs in death metal? <laughs> yeah, do, I guess, uh, do they exist, Stefan? So. Yeah. Actually, we have one track of the Clockwork Sky album. I think it's called Cell Intrusive that we <laughs> refer to as the ballad because it's somewhat slower. <laughs> I, I don't know if, this, how, if it's a how, love theme how do you, song, but it's somewhat how, slower at least. How do you tell somebody you love them in death metal? Well, you just... I fucking love you! Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Well, they've got to be into the genre, I'm sure. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you got to like be it. in the vagina. you got to be in the vagina to say it like that. No, you're getting into the rap stuff again now. That's all they talked about, their junk vaginas. So. No! And using the N-word and cussing. And... <laughs> no! Yes, yes. Not the same thing. Maybe not you, Derek, but a lot of them are. <laughs> a lot of them use it. We, we, we've got, we've got hip-hop colliding with death metal today. No, they're That's not colliding. They're two totally That's different. One. They're two totally different. Like, two totally, di <laughs> two totally different. They're, they're, like, they're like country and classical. You just can't put them in the same book. <laughs> you can't put them in the same book. Well, uh, Terminal Function has this brand new uh, EP out there. And uh, are you guys going to go on a world tour or anything? Um... Maybe, uh, not planned, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, well uh, I think at the moment, but you never know. I guess before uh, kidding aside, we yes. have no uh, U.S. tour coming up uh, at the moment, but we're uh, putting out more music, and we're, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm very thankful that you chose to play our music, and uh, it was yes. very nice to chat with you guys. Man, is... You're very polite. You're very freaking polite. Yes, so totally. he is a polite death metal. Totally different from American. <laughs> now, is it kind of weird playing death metal in a neutral country? Wouldn't it be fun if I just screamed the whole interview? <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> That'd be definitely different. So, 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 so Sweden, yes, to, to follow up on, on, on John's deal. Sweden is a neutral country, so you're playing death metal. Is that weird? Uh, well, you know, I mean, Sweden is uh, known for its death, death metal. Uh, with bands like... <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Can't remember anyone. But Ishoga, of course, Dismember, Entombed, and all those guys that started out in the late 80s. Uh, when, then you, of course, have, have the whole black metal scene. Uh, with Norway, uh, of course, in the 90s, burning churches and so on. Okay. That's the whole thing. <laughs> you don't know. No. Yeah, actually, I have heard of burning churches. I haven't heard much of yep. their stuff, but I do know of them. Uh, yeah, I, so, I, I mean, it's winter all the time well, uh, here in the store. It's winter all the time. It's winter all the time. Uh, Are you serious? you got to be fucking kidding me. Do you not know your geography, Derek? Yeah, I do know my geography, but I didn't know it was winter all the time. I thought, like, like even... Even the North Pole sometimes gets some warm days. I mean, it, not really. Not really. Not really. really a, but it's warming in some days. A, a saying or a meme or whatever you want to call it, like midsummer is the best day of summer, <laughs> because that's <laughs> basically the only day we have. 
That's And then sucks. basically it's just dark. And so that's where we play death metal and black metal. So okay, that makes sense then. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So you don't never get to see women walk around in like their nudie tots on the beach and no shit like that. That just sucks. At least Every, not very long. Everybody's day, covered up. That's kind of suck. For one day. For one day. <laughs> <laughs> one day, baby. One day. They one take, day only. Do they Sunday, take? Sunday, do they Sunday. take? Do they take like full advantage of that day? Uh, we do actually. I mean, there's a lot of um, vodka. <laughs> a lot of vodka. A lot of vodka. Yes. It sounds like a good Friday at Jiggy. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like a it's almost like a New Year's event. They count down. They like it's almost here. Five, four, three. <laughs> Summer. That's awesome. Well, before we let you go, how do we get a hold of you online and uh, pick up your new album and everything else? Uh, you can go to terminalfunction.com for your or your all your terminal function needs. <laughs> needs. Uh, yeah. That is awesome. Whatever they may be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, find us on Spotify, Facebook, etc. We're all over the place. Just uh, I'm not saying so we we're not releasing this uh, as a physical CD or something like that. It's only a digital release, so you'll find it on YouTube, Spotify, and all the regular places. Awesome. Sound, SoundCloud. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate you for making time for us today. Thanks for coming yeah, on. Yeah, thank you so much for chatting with me. Definitely. Th thanks for being a good sport about death metal, too. Because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, thank you, my friend. Have yourself a wonderful yeah. day. Yeah, you too. Appreciate Cheers. it. That, of course, Stefan Ronson. Dude was actually pretty darn cool, man. He was, yeah. he was nice. He was very <laughs> respectful, man. <laughs> very, very respectful guy. That's right. I can understand them too. He, he, that was a cool interview. Welcome to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were a But I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy Play Guitar. Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Okay. My thanks to the uh, the uh, death meddlers for being with us. Here at the top of the hour, we're going to talk to Jerry Bostick. He is going to join us. In the spirit of... Uh, Our broadcast. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk about the New Era podcast <laughs> here on our big broadcast. Sex in the 90s. It's scary. But now there's a dating service that guarantees you a safe sex partner. It's Data Nerd. Gee, Ellen, you look nice. Is that a corsage you're wearing? No, no. <laughs> 
It's just some fresh slobber. Dayton Nerd dates are healthy, and except for the slobber, they're completely uncontaminated. You're guaranteed safe sex because these people have never had sex. <laughs> Most of them have never had a handshake. Are you Kimberly? My name's Melvin, and I'm your date for this evening. Nice to meet you, Melvin. Where are we going tonight? I thought we'd drop by the county animal shelter. Huh? Yeah, tonight's the night they clean the ovens. <laughs> Data nerd, when you absolutely, positively have to have it overnight. When you're still in school, Masterbank knows it's not so easy to establish credit. That's why Masterbank offers a special gold card program for students. Why do we do this? Because as a student, we believe in your common sense, good buying judgment, and restraint. Right. <laughs> Who are we kidding? Because we know it'll only take a couple of months for you to get up to your eyeballs in crippling debt. But if that should happen to you, what do I mean if? Master Bank is there to help. To help you keep digging that hole so deep, your great-grandchildren will be missing meals to pay it off. Master Bank and your credit. As American as apple pie and corporate downsizing. Leonardo DiCaprio. He's skinny, kind of short, and a little feminine. But wow, do you shell out the bucks for this guy. Now hear him on his new birthday album, Leonardo DiCaprio Sings. I know that you want to take me home. And now you can, because Titanic is available on video for just $19.95. Hey, I'm trying to sing here. Shut up! But it's my birthday. Birthday, smirthday. You're a cash cow. We're not done exploiting you. Sing, you little moneymaker. Okay. Appearing in Titanic for 1995. Oh, I'll be having a birthday. Shut up. Leonardo DiCaprio, the album. Buy it. That's all, just buy it. Tired of being the only one at your office without a Monica Lewinsky joke? Don't be left out. Now with the Monica Lewinsky joke kit, you too can leave them laughing with one Monica Lewinsky joke after another. What was Monica Lewinsky's job at the White House? to work on the president's briefs. The Monica Lewinsky joke kit comes complete with Monica Lewinsky doll jokes. Pull her string and her knees bend. Bend her knees and her mouth open. Hundreds of doll jokes to choose from. What was Monica Lewinsky's favorite position in the White House? All of them. The Monica Lewinsky joke kit. Don't be caught with your pants down again. Jaguar, essentially, he made a comment that is akin to, uh, hey, I saw your no big deal. You should let it go. Like, oh, yeah. You, right? It, that's just what she needs right now. She just got her personal photos leaked, her personal videos leaked. And all she needs from is some fat, bald motherfucker oh. from Kentucky saying things like, yeah, it's all right, man. So um, I lost my mind, of course. Um, we, we, are, we, listen, we have not been the type of people in the past that would uh, jump on the old liberal bandwagons. And I'm not telling you guys out there not to go watch the videos. I'm not telling you not to go watch the, uh, the look at the pictures. I'm not saying that because I'd be a hypocrite, right? On the other side of that, you know what I am telling you not to do? I'm telling you that as a human being, don't reach out to the person that had themselves already exposed, has been violated. Don't reach out to that person and then make them feel even more violated and exposed by going, <laughs> I saw you. <laughs> That's a scumbag move, right? It is a scumbag move, but in his defense. Okay. 
when I said I don't know if there's any attractive women where you come from, I didn't know it was Kentucky. Yeah. Now I know for a fact there's no attractive women unless they fly in or drive in for the Kentucky Derby and then they leave. There are no attractive women in, in that state. It's It doesn't surprise me that somebody from Kentucky objectified a woman who had been victimized. It does not surprise me in the slightest that a college basketball fan, they go after that low-hanging fruit. You know, we talk about New Jersey being being the armpit of America. Yep. You know, geographically that may be true, but if you the, if you actually spun the map the other way, Kentucky would really be the app of America. Yeah. And it doesn't surprise me one bit that while you can find good people in Kentucky, that an ass who does that type of thing is from that brutal, disgusting state. I could excuse, okay? I could excuse somebody making the tweet and then going, you know what, yeah, I did get out of line. I'm a little bit, I'm a heel, and I, I got out of line, whatever. We don't apologize. This is no apologies radio, okay? I have a whole segment of the show called In the Heat of the Moment. When I say stuff in the heat of the moment that in the end I'm like, eh, probably shouldn't have said that, blah, blah, blah. It's not usually how it turns out. But th- I, I have the whole segment of the show for that, for our editor's retraction. That's what it is. But the, I, what I can't, I, I, oh, I can't fathom. What I can't, I can't abide by the concept that Jiggy friggin' Jaguar has a 24-year career in a business that we just started. And that he somehow has survived 24 years. It makes me want to quit this podcast. And that's legitimate, okay? When I find out that this is so easy and that we work so hard on it, when I find out that Jiggy friggin' Jaguar has had a 24-year career, that makes me go, what the f*** am I doing? Like, why am I even bothering to be here? I should be doing something harder. I should be doing something that has some some other sort of value. Because clearly, if Jiggy Jaguar can have a 24-year career, anybody can have a career in what we're doing here right now. Why am I bothering with this? Why am I wasting my goddamn time doing this every week when Jiggy Jaguar can get on the air and just go, yeah, hey, let that baby come through. Let's eat a tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> this world doesn't make sense anymore. No, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense if Jiggy Jaguar, Jiggy goddamn Jaguar, can do what we're doing. What exactly are we doing with our lives if that's what, if, if he can succeed? Is this really what I want to succeed at? Our disgust could probably, we could probably have another 12 hours a show. It's, it's been out there. We, are, you know, we have sent all of the good vibes we can into the universe to, to, to stop this monster. And uh, if there is a god, you know, uh, the, uh, the scourge. The he is a monster. Jaggy Jag- the scourge. He is a Jiggy monster, Jaguar too. Will, uh, will, will, will be off, off the air and maybe off of this plane of existence uh, you know, very, very shortly. He is a monster, too. John Carpenter couldn't create something scarier than, Jim, than Jimmy, J- Jiggy Jaguar. There, no, he absolutely could not. He can't even think up anything scarier than Jiggy Jaguar. That's, I, I had enough. We got to go. Brian, you got anything else you want to say? Nope. I'm done.
I have a hard hey, Simon. Yeah. Simon. That's it. We're done with this show. That's I'm done. If we if, if Jiggy Jaguar has a show on Sunday, I'm I don't know that we're coming back. I've I've had enough. I'm tired. I don't know what the point is if if he can exist on this same plane as he is. So, as always, everyone's got it. Yeah, <laughs> apparently Jimmy Jaguar's got to have an opinion too. <laughs> and everybody has an opinion. Only ours, Jiggy Jaguar, actually matter. You're welcome. Somebody the New Era Podcast is brought to you by the New Era Podcast Network. Please like, follow, subscribe, or other podcasts. Halloween is the time to reflect and be sublime. A time to share with good friends and beer. It's time for a prank. Here you go, Bill. Thanks, Ted. Hey, my, my beer tastes funny. That's because there's a mouse in your bottle. <laughs> now till Halloween, you can enjoy the full-bodied taste. And God knows what else. With Halloween Extra and Halloween Stout from Prank Beers. Another prank, Bill? Sure, Ted. What's in your beer this time, Bill? A mouth flap! <laughs> Halloween is the time to reflect and be sublime. A time to share with good friends and beer. It's time for a prank. Prank beers with surprise stuff inside. Oh, stuff will change. A division of Mallard Breweries. Are you sick of your job? I know you are. Do you want a career that'll really take you places? Sure, we all did. Well, I'm somebody now, so why don't you do what I did? Join the school for air traffic controllers. In just two short months, I learned how to use a really big pick of binoculars. And of so many pretty lights. I know how to talk airplane talk, and I get to watch all the big airplanes fly way up in the sky. Tower, come in. And I get to wear a real nice uniform, too. Tower, come in. And when I'm up here in the tower, everybody looks like itty-bitty ants down there. Mayday. Mayday. Oh, yeah. I have lots of friends, too. Like my bud, Bill. Say hi, Bill. Not now, Larry. I'm busy. Yahtzee. What's that thing out there on the big concrete driveway? Hey, buddy, move it or park it. Bill, is there supposed to be fire coming? The biggest group of the early 90s is back together and on tour. It's the Four Non Blondes Reunion Tour. Hear Four Non Blondes live, performing their extensive catalog of hits, like this one. And this classic. As well as this utterly, completely different song. Get your tickets now for the Four Non-Blondes Reunion Tour with special guest, the other guy from Millie Vanilli. Did I overdo it at lunch? <clears throat> Gas, acid, it's killing me. I need something strong, really strong. You got it. 
Announcing Biopan Plus. Imagine your stomach is a sponge. Now imagine Biopan's patented ingredient, Traceline, coming into contact with that sponge. Now imagine a big giraffe with wings flying up into some puffy blue clouds. Got it? Now imagine a million starfish talking to you. Yeah, giving you stock tips. Now imagine a circle getting smaller and smaller until it folds inward on itself and becomes a tiny dot which explodes like the Big Bang that began our galaxy. Now, does anyone have any idea what we're selling anymore? All I know is I got some serious gas here. Oh, yeah. Biopan Plus. It's like a sponge, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Just use it and you'll feel better. Thanks. Biopan Plus. Imagine this ad is over. It's a minute report for America. Young adults are living with their parents in greater numbers than the prior generation, according to the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston. An average of 33.1% of respondents to the study in the 1979 generation were living with parents, compared with 36.7% of respondents in the 1997 generation. Not starting an independent household can have implications for the health of the economy. The Fed cites housing costs and business cycle conditions, which explain up to 70% of the difference in household formation rates. Shifting attitudes towards living with parents also plays a role. The report found that the percentage of those living with their parents is noticeably higher at nearly every age for the 97 generation compared with the 1979 generation. I'm Frank Fernuccio. Read more at usagovpolicy.com. Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Ron Uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it, you know what I'm saying? Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy, break guitar, Jeff. It's a great day, but thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Okay. We are going to go to our first guest here in a few moments. So uh, we'll be back here in just a second. Can't get to the beach? This summer, why not order your very own beach right in your own backyard? Call InstaBeach. And in just days, several illegal immigrants will bring shovels and sand to your doorstep and create a perfect replica of a beach. Dead kelp, stinky fish, cigarette butts, and even medical waste. Look at all the hypodermic needles I found. Oh, my. <laughs> Isn't it time you enjoyed a summer at the beach? InstaBeach puts it in reach. Call 1-800-SAND-IN-MY-SUIT today. Ocean not included. One quart of whiskey, $15. One adult motel room by the hour, $75. One lady of the evening who will do it. We are back here on our big broadcast, and we've got uh, 
our special co-host with us uh, for for the uh, for the uh, remaining time here. We've got uh, our good buddy Lance Chafe in the Midwest Mangler and uh, from MWE out there in Mount Hope, and then we've got our special guest today, Jerry the Boss Bostic. He is from. Uh, the Oklahoma area, and they're going to be bringing a big, big show to Wichita, Kansas, Imperial Wrestling Company, at the Imperial Wrestling Revolution. The website is imperialwrestlingrevolution.com, and uh, Jerry joins us on the telephone, as well as our uh, good buddy Lance. Uh, f- first of all, Jerry, tell us a little bit about your wrestling company, and then me and Lance will ask you some questions here about everything. Man, um, first of all, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, um, no problem. I wish, I wish my hair looked as good as Lance's. You know <laughs> Nobody, nobody's hair looks as good as Lance's. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm thank like, you, thank you. Like, how long does he put work into that, man? That's not something you can just get out of bed and accomplish. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere between five to twenty minutes. <laughs> oh, really? Man, man, I got to start getting up earlier. I'm gonna have to get your secrets whenever we go off the air. Again. <laughs> Man, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, parts of this story, they don't really sound realistic, but they really were. Um, I started wrestling 11 years ago, actually, and uh, I think I've retired like 17 times throughout that 11 years, somewhere in there. And I started IWR three years ago, and I really was done with wrestling at the time I pulled my knee out. And uh, it's kind of hard to promote whenever you can't walk. And so after that happened, uh, one of my main guys, uh, Coyote, who's a member of the Aero Club, uh, he came to me and said that we should try wrestling one more time. I was like, yeah, right. I'm over it. You know, it's like one of those things, if you're in the business, it's like one of the hardest things in the world to really stay out of, <laughs> for whatever reason. And uh, everybody has their own reasons for being in wrestling. And, and uh, you know, so I told him no, but then... I went home, and I had this dream about it one night. It wasn't the same day. It was like a couple days later or something. And, and uh, we were successful with what we were doing. I was like, oh, no, it's back. And then so we, uh, I told him, I was like, all right, man. I was like, well, if we're going to do it, we got to be able to travel. And at the time, we had, we had no way to travel. Whenever IWR started, we had no money at all, not $1. Like my mom bought the ring. <laughs> and so uh, those first few shows, uh, the first people to ever take a chance on us were the Boys and Girls Club of Durant. So... Now, I'll always be thankful for that because that's the first time that we got out of Ardmore. And it's a learning process even to today, you know. And uh, we, had rent U- we had to rent U-Hauls for like the first six months. That was a pretty costly expense. But then we got our own trailer, and we've been lucky enough to have a lot of doors open for us by uh, some very special people that have helped me all along the way. And, and, you know, that's kind of that leads us to where we're at now. And we're very excited to come to Kansas. And, uh, I mean, I've wrestled in Kansas personally, but... IWR has not been there, and so, you know, I think it's just a natural part of our expansion as we continue to grow, and, you know, we're excited about it. I can't wait. Now, uh, I know with, uh, with, with, with pro wrestling and some of the different things going on in Kansas, um, Lance, you, you, you've been doing a phenomenal job with MWE and doing some of the promotion and different things. Um, what, what are some pitfalls that Jerry can avoid with, with bringing IWR and everything to Kansas? Oh, just getting the word out there. And, and you know, Jerry, you're doing a phenomenal job. You know, I, I, I hear great things about IWR. Um, I've heard great things in Wichita. I've got a lot of feedback that, you know, a lot of, a lot of our fans at least, and we're, you know, we're spreading the word. We love 
you know, having other wrestling organizations come to town that are legitimate organizations, um, you know, so, you know, I would, I, you know, I hope to be out there at the show and show you guys some support and get as many fans as we can to come out and support Indies Wrestling here in the Midwest. You know, I think it's funny that you say that, Lance, because uh, that's how wrestling should be, and so often it's not. You know, sometimes, like, uh, you know, we went into Dallas, I, I guess it was earlier in the year, and when we went into Dallas, it was like they were going to, like, stage a picket line on us, and, like, you know, the union was going to stand against us, and it was like, what are you guys doing? Like, we're not, you know, we're not coming here to invade you. We're not coming here to, like, stay here. We're doing a spot show and going on our way, you know, and, and we don't take away from... You know, I, I don't think that I ran on a day that anybody else is running a show, and if I did, I apologize for that, but I don't think I did. No. And um, that's great, because, you know, I'm, I'm not somebody that, that wants to do that, you know. And like Lance said, man, you should support wrestling in general, because whenever wrestling's healthy, it's good for all of us. You know, Jerry, my thing is, as long as wrestling's done the right way and it's done by the, you know, people that know how to do it the right way, people that were brought into the business the right way. As long as it's done that way, then, you know, I have no argument against it. My only argument against, you know, is whenever these, you know, guys start up their own business, you know, and they train themselves and all of a sudden, boom, they've got a wrestling show. And, uh, you know, it happens it, it happens all over It happens all over the place. But, you know, you know we're, we're going to support you. MWE is going to support you. And we hope you have a great turnout there at the Cotillion. And I hope I get a chance to meet you out there and, and say hello and welcome you to Wichita. Well, you know, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to personally invite you, Lance, and, you know, on, on, as my guest. So feel free to do that. And uh, who is that that runs it with you? Is that your wife? Is that what the, does she help you or something? Or yeah, it's, it's, it's my girlfriend, Brooke. Yes, she helps She helps me run MWE, and, uh, you know, she's done a phenomenal job with our social media, and um, she's getting the word out there. She's created us a website, and, you know, we're we're uh, we're growing phenomenally. We've got a massive amount of followers out here, and, and uh, you know, we're really appreciative to our fans. That's awesome, dude. And, and uh, do you have kids? Does she have kids? We do. We do. We have uh, we have three kids, and uh, we're we're always uh, we're the you know the kids are always running around helping us out at the shows, and you know it's a, it's a lovely family family show that we have out here, and uh, we're 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 happy to be able to do it out here in our hometown right now. Um, we're actually getting ready to come back to Wichita here here in the here in, right after the first of the, well right before the first of the year we're getting ready to announce a date here in the next coming week. Um, oh. But yeah. So we're 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 glad that you know we've got some wrestling coming around that you know the fans can bounce back and forth to and see some quality products back to back. Man, that's awesome! You know, I, I hope that uh, you'll come and bring your wife and your kids on me. You know, it's uh, one of my favorite things to do. Uh, my kid's eleven, and uh, it's to share that with him. I can't even imagine, you know, like being being young like like these kids are and going through some of the experiences they do. That I wish I would have had when I was that age. You know, it's like uh, one of my favorite things to do is to. You know, spend time with kids like that. So, you know, I hope you, all you guys will come. Now, and, uh, well, thank you, Jerry. I appreciate that. We will be there. Now, now, Jerry, one one of the things being well, one of the things that me and Lance have, have talked about on on the show many times in the past is uh, the fact that there's a lot of star power on some of these shows. You know, Lance just recently brought in Brian Knobs. Um, there's there, there's been a lot of different companies. You're stacking this show in Wichita with a heck of a lot of talent. Talk to me about some of the different folks you've got on this bill because you've got like Ryback, Tommy Dreamer, a few others. Uh, talk to me a little bit about this. Well, you know, it's, um, this is actually kind of a big transition period for us. And the last show that we did was um, 
hell was it? Was uh, Winroll Slide? It was Impact Wrestling. I think about it for a minute. I always mess up their name. <laughs> and, uh, yes, it's either Impact Wrestling or yeah. I I hear you. It was really embarrassing Saturday. We were getting ready for the show, and uh, you know it's like we were sitting there, and it was me, and they sent Jeremy Borash to handle their part of it, right? And it was me, Jeremy Borash, and Justin Roberts. And we're sitting around, and Jeremy Borash is a really, really, really good dude. Really good dude. And uh, <laughs> we were talking about the title match that they, you know, Eli Drake was defending against uh, one of my guys, Montego Seeker. That was part of the, you know, the little collision show. And uh, it got down to talk about the title. And Justin just looked at me, and I looked at him, and neither one of us knew what their championship was called. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> And I was like, man, I said, I, I'm not trying to be rude, but I, I really don't know what that title's called. And Justin was like, yeah, man, me neither. <laughs> it, was, it was funny because Jeremy just laughed it off. He's like, I know one does. <laughs> so it's like, you know, they, they found some fun in it. And, uh, man, they, they really worked with us really well. I can't say enough good things about Impact, which is which is good because, you know, they've, they've definitely been through their fair share of tough times. And, with us coming out of that, we kind of have this, um, we're going to start working on a TV concept, well, TV media, and because um, we've already had some offers to put the show on, and but to me, it's more about being the right show, so we're going to take four shows before the end of the year, the very first one is Wichita, and uh, like you said, I, I feel like we stacked a card, but we stacked a card full of good people, you know, not like uh, work-wise, but like great people in general. Yeah, it, it wasn't you just didn't go out and find somebody who had a name, who'd been on WWE or somewhere for five minutes and went, okay, you're hired. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're very selective about who we use. And, you know, it's, uh, I think it's, anybody that you use, whether they're in WWE or not, they're a representation of your company when they come there. And so we try to always take that into account. And, you know, we, we try to have a very good mixture of, uh, you know, like stars and then, indie talent and whatnot. Honestly, man, I don't even like that word independent wrestling, but, you know, it is what it is. And uh, I think those of us that do it well, I don't look at any of us as independent companies. We're a business. I mean, point blank, it's a business. We're a business. I don't, I don't like to downgrade anybody. And I've seen Lance's product, and, you know, like to me, Lance's product's not an independent company either. I mean, it's a wrestling company, period. I don't know why that, I don't know why that label stuck like that, because, I mean, if you're talking about independent companies in general, I mean, everybody's an independent company, I suppose. But, I mean, I don't Very like true. It. Very true. But we went out with, you know, we have an interesting cast of characters for that show. It'll be the first time I worked with uh, Dallas. We've talked a lot over the years, but I've never had the, the pleasure of having him, so we're excited about that. I think a lot of fans are really excited to, to meet DDP as well. And then, uh, you know, Ryback, like, we got a really cool deal planned. Um, we have Jeff Cobb on the card, which a lot of people aren't aware of yet. I mean, if you watch wrestling, you know, probably know him from, uh, or as Matanza from uh, Lucha Underground. But, uh, man, he's such a super athlete. And we have Chavo. I mean, Chavo is uh, the main person that's heading up the TV aspect of it with me, him and Justin Roberts. And we put together a lot of very good talent to pull these shows off, and we're going to kind of see out of yard develop in ways that haven't yet. It's a heck of a deal. We've got uh, 
We've got Jerry Bostick with us today, uh, and uh, we've also got uh, Running Shotgun with us here on, on this interview. Is our good buddy Lance Chafin, the Midwest Mangler from uh, MWE out there in Mount Hope, and uh, chatting with, with Jerry today about this big show coming up in Wichita. Now, uh, Lance, kind of speak to uh, the the promotion aspect and some of the different things that uh, that 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 Jerry needs to needs to you know kind of put together w- 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 without giving away too many of your secrets, my friend. <laughs> oh, as far as far as the you know uh, production, as long as it's a well oiled machine and you know you've got some talent that uh, that follow the follow the line of the card and. And uh, you have a story that you're telling. I think it's going to be a great show and a great, you know, a great time. The Cotillion's a great venue. You know, I actually worked there for for many years and uh, know a lot of the people out there. And uh, it's a, it's a great place to take the family and and go out and see a group. You know, something like a wrestling show. I was out there when TNA brought you know brought in the guys a couple years ago, and um, you know, I guess that was several years ago when they were still you know TNA um, band. You know, it's a great venue for wrestling, so I mean, I'm 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 thrilled to be out there. You know, I'll, it'll be an amazing night, I'm sure. Man, I really hope it is for everybody that comes, and you know, it's, um, hope that we have a way to get back to Wichita and to definitely contribute to the great wrestling that's already in Kansas. And you know, it's like um, I feel blessed every day to be able to do what we do. You know, I never thought whenever um, whenever I was a kid and I fell in love with wrestling, because I feel like almost all of us that are in this are because of that. You know, most of us love wrestling. There's very few people in the business that that wasn't their plan from day one. You know, they, they didn't love wrestling. They just do it for money. I mean, there's there's a few, but not many. And um, to do the things that we've done, I mean, every single day, you know, it's a healthy reminder, like the first eight years of, of uh, what I did, I'll never forget wrestling in front of like 20 people or 40 people or 50 you know, and it's, uh, but even then, you know, like I appreciate every person that comes to those shows. A lot of, a lot of times I'll actually sit at the door if I'm not pressed for time and shake everybody's hand and thank them for coming. And, uh, because, you know, it's like when we started with nothing, to be able to get to this point where we can travel at all, much less to Wichita, um, man, you know, like you have a, a lot of special people backing you and our fans, I mean, they are very special people to us. And I hope that we can come to Wichita and just, you know, like I said, expand on, on the popularity of wrestling there and, we got a lot of guys that are excited about coming back there. Buff Bagwell is so excited to come to Kansas for some reason. <laughs> he said that he said, "I guess Wichita used to be a big WCW town. That's what he was." Yes, saying. Was like, yes, oh, yeah. You know, and 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 Nob said the same thing. There's a lot of a lot of people that you know really really love Wichita, and, and and as long as you can, you know, pull off that you know pull off that venue and you know pull off that card, and it's, you know it's a star-studded card. So you can't argue with that. You know, it's going to be a good show out there. And uh, if there's anything I personally can do, if there's anything MWE can do to help you out, you know, let us know. We would love to support anything you've got going on, Jerry. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to have something like this because, you know, most of the time you only get WWE that comes and, you know, pulls a good crowd in Wichita. Um, but, you know, we get some of these other companies coming through and we're able to have something that the fans can go back and forth to and they can see a different variety of wrestling and, and, and a products, you know, the products are, the fans are getting so behind all of this. They're so excited. Yeah, and, you know, like, uh, I told James, um, get, get with me afterwards and, you know, we can exchange numbers and we can chat a little bit more because I would like to talk to you about some stuff and, uh, you know, like, you, you support us like that means a lot to me. I hope that, you know, a lot of the other promoters around the area will, too. I'm sure some won't. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's like, 
wrestling as a whole right now, there's there's a gap that needs to be filled. You know, WWE, I'm not not at all, because WWE obviously has you know, some of the greatest talent on the planet. But, you know, to a lot of us that fell in love with wrestling in a certain demographic, it's not as enjoyable as it used to be. And so there yeah. is that void that's sitting there waiting for somebody to fill it. And whether we succeed or fail, we're going to do our damnedest to fill that void. You know, it's, um, I, I, don't, I think that Ring of Honor and Impact do a great job. But do I think that they could be challenged? Absolutely. And so you'll see as things take, take form in Wichita, everybody from that point forward will not be contracted talent to anyone. There'll be people that we're using for a specific purpose to build our brand. So, like That's said, awesome. We're really excited about this. Well, uh, before before we let you go, Jerry, uh, give, give us a rundown on, on where people can get tickets, when the event is, everything. Uh, the event is November the 11th at 7 o'clock. Uh, you can get tickets at the cotillion.com. I'm, I'm sure they have a box office as well. Is that right, Lance? I'm pretty sure they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I mean, the, the venue is, is beautiful, and we're also going to hit up all the schools we can and go speak to all the kids for free and, and go by and, and, you know, do things like that. We'd like to do, we'd love to do a lot of community service. And, um, you know, if there's any nonprofits listening, you know, that would like to reach out to, um, I love to give back to the community every time we go somewhere new. That's important to me. And, um, you know, for updates, you can always find us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us at our website, imperialwrestlingrevolution.com. Uh, we have a Twitter when I remember it. Um, I have a guy that runs our Instagram, but he takes selfies all the time. So whenever he gets done with that, then he gets to our Instagram. So you know, we, <laughs> we have all we have all forms of social media. And, uh, you know, there's probably some things that's even going to happen on that show that you never would think. So we've been fortunate. You think about this, in the last three weeks alone, we had Kevin Von Erich and Sting in the ring for the first time ever with each other. And that was, uh, I mean, that was like an iconic moment. I was sitting there watching. I couldn't believe, it. like, oh my gosh, this is insane. It was, uh, it was Chavo Guerrero, Vicky Guerrero, Coyote, the Von Erichs, Sting, and it's the Guerreros and the Von Erichs arguing over who's the greatest wrestling family of Texas. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is really happening, you know. And then uh, that next week we went to Weatherford, and uh, Eric Bischoff, unfortunately, you know. He uh, ran his mouth a bit too much in Weatherford, and Kevin Nash and X-Pac turned their backs on him and left him out to dry. And Kevin Von Erich had to slap the claw on him. And we're sitting in the back, and Kevin Nash walks through the curtains, and, he's after, and, he, and he goes, after 25 years, I've finally been in the ring with the Von Erich. That's <laughs> you know, awesome. So, man, when you can provide that special stuff to people, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. We've had the opportunity to work with Excellent people. Mean Gene Okerlund, I mean, that guy, uh, he might be joining us as well. We don't know as of yet. There's uh, some negotiations going on that I can't really talk about, but uh, Mean Gene's been a, a vital part of what we've been doing lately, and we hope to have him as well. So we have Justin Roberts, the best ring announcer in the business. I mean, we, we got a lot of a lot of good things going Awesome stuff. Well, uh, I appreciate you making time for us today. We're going to take a, a brief time out. Hold on a second, guys, and uh, we will be back here on our big broadcast.
Welcome back to our big broadcast, coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio, AMFM247.com. Tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, 50 plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. We've got a great guest going to join us here in just a few moments on Skype Audio. And uh, we go to our guest on the Skype Audio. Sean, give us a brief introduction on yourself, my friend. Well, my name is uh, Sean Worthington, as you said, and I'm a tenured instructor in computer science department at Butte College, California, and I have a patent pending on a counterfeit detection system for digital currencies. I'm a candidate for PhD in computer information systems. I just wrote the book, Beyond Bitcoin, The Future of Digital Currencies. Awesome stuff. Sean H. Worthington with us today, and... uh also today, uh, we're going to be giving away a copy of his book and also uh, five free cloud coins to every viewer and listener on our broadcast here. Now, uh, we've, we've got Sean with us. He is fantastic. Um, first of all, uh, kind of tell us a little bit about Bitcoin because there's a lot of people that are uh, new to this, but there's also some people that know that it's headed for some major problems. That's right. So Bitcoin is technology that has shown us that digital currencies can work and that we can have money without government and that we can have a digital currency with physical integrity, meaning that it's not just going to disappear or appear and it's uh, impossible to counterfeit easily. And um, it runs on a public ledger system. So the public ledger system is not used very much. In fact, I think the only place that they use it in the world today is on the island of Yap. And basically there they have a village square, and in uh, village square they've got these raised platforms, one for every family. They've got these big stone money that they roll around from platform to platform depending on who bought what. That's the public ledger system that the Bitcoin is based on. However, a different system is where we actually have the money in our pockets like gold and silver. In that kind of system, the the main thing that you're worried about is counterfeit. And uh, that's why I've developed this counterfeit detection system that allows us to have what I call cloud coins. And that is a currency that is distributed amongst everybody instead of needing a public ledger. We've got a great guest with us today, Sean H. Worthington with us today. He's got the great book, Beyond Bitcoin, the Future of Digital Currency, and he joins us today here on our big program. Now, um, you created CloudCoin as a digital currency that eliminates the design flaws you observed in Bitcoin. Tell us about CloudCoin and how it differs from uh, the popular Bitcoin. So in order to uh, use Bitcoin, you've got to download a wallet. You've got to download hundreds of gigabytes worth of data. And you get a private key and a public key, and that allows you to talk to the public ledger. The public ledger is protected by a data structure called the blockchain. The blockchain makes it so that can not delete or uh, undo or, or change any transactions that have happened there. And uh, so once you, uh, in order to be able to use the money, you've got to have an account on the public ledger. And uh, you then move your money from one part of the ledger to another. But with CloudCoin, you don't have to have an account. There's no accounts. In fact, you could even say that the money has an account where the cloud coins themselves have these passwords and the passwords change every time that the cloud coin changes ownership. So for example, 
if I've got a cloud plane, which is basically a JPEG image with a bunch of codes in it, only I know those codes. If I give it to you, then you know the codes, but if you know the codes, you can change the codes, and then if you change them, then only you would know them. So basically, it's in the past, it's been whoever has the money, but now it's whoever knows the money. Well, we've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on Skype Audio, here on our big program, Sean H. Worthington with us today. He's got Beyond Bitcoin, the future of digital currency, and he's with us today here on our program. Check out his website, digitalfrontiernews.com. Now, um, how are these cloud coins exchanged? So um, you can give them to each other just by email or Facebook or any kind of electronic transfer because they're just files. And so this is unusual where, like, if you're going to give somebody a dollar bill, you just give them the dollar bill. Here you just send them a JPEG. And then they all they have to do is then take ownership of it. That does require some software that allows them to talk to the counterfeit detection system and make the changes, but then they can take ownership of it. We've got Sean H. Worthington with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcaster's website, digitalfrontiernews.com. The book is Beyond Bitcoin, the Future of Digital Currency. He's with us today here on our big program. And uh, Now, tell me a little bit about Bitcoin's metric rise, because uh, what do you attribute to this? Because it's value, and it, 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 it's starting to become more accepted. Could CloudCoin experience similar growth and acceptance? Absolutely. We're going to see, you know, Bitcoin would have grown even faster and bigger had it not for the, been for the fact that it's got some scalability issues. And the more that more people that use it, the slower it becomes. And so a lot of people use it, they become very frustrated. It takes a long time for them to get started. And uh, so it's kind of a bummer to use Bitcoin. But with CloudCoin, all of those problems have been solved. And so in the theory, uh, in the future, uh, people are going to use digital currencies much more because they really like them a lot better. I mean, not only can they buy things that they normally wouldn't be able to buy, they can buy in privacy. They don't have to pay taxes or bank fees, and they don't have to worry about chargebacks and a, a lot of issues. But they also uh, have a store of value that goes up, whereas a lot of these government currencies they're printing so much up that the value keeps going down. We've got Sean H. Worthington joining us today on Skype Audio. DigitalFrontierNews.com is his official website. The book is Beyond Bitcoin, the future of digital currencies with us today here on our big broadcast. Now, um, tell us a little bit about the writing process for this great book. The writing process? Yes. Well, actually, I'm a computer, I'm a computer scientist, and I didn't think much about writing. And then um, uh, about a month ago, somebody had the idea that said, hey, you should write a book. And so I actually was able to sit down in about three weeks just to pump out a book. So the book talks about a lot of the things that could happen in the future with digital currencies. It talks about good scenarios, and it also talks about bad scenarios. So there is some you know, fiction here looking forward in the future. It talks about the weaknesses of Bitcoin. Uh, but it also talks about the promise of digital currency in general. And it talks about how money works and what makes money money and how we can tell if a money is good and how we can tell if a money is bad. 
gets into some very technical details about how um, IPATEN works and how CloudCoin works and compares that to Bitcoin. And it also talks about uh, uh, the role that money plays in humanity and how it's changed our history and how it kind of controls society and how it is the data that runs our computers, which are our brains. So our minds are the most important part of a monetary system. And it just looks at um, the, the future and, and uh, the good points and the bad points. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on Skype Audio, the author of Beyond Bitcoin, the Future of Digital Currency, Sean H. Worthington with us today. His website is digitalfrontiernews.com. Now, what kind of reaction have you been getting to the book so far? Well, I think people are very interested in it. The big discovery that I made is that monetary systems are information systems, money is data, and that we can actually apply those rules to money. I think that people understand that Bitcoin does have some problems. It's difficult to use and it's not scalable, and there's even other problems like the fact that it's not quantum safe and it could be cracked. And uh, so this is an issue that I think everybody's kind of interested in now. They see everybody making money off digital currencies. They want to learn more about it, so I'm getting a pretty positive reaction. We've got Sean H. Worthington with us today, Beyond Bitcoin, the future of digital currency. He's with us today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Now, give us the profile of the typical reader who's going to love your book. Well, uh, you know, the, I think the tendency is that libertarians and men in general are more interested in digital currencies and money. So I think that anybody that's interested in economics and uh, is interested in, the, in Bitcoin will certainly be interested in this. And anybody that's interested in libertarianism or just trying to get the government out of the banking systems – think they'll also be very interested. It is Sean H. Worthington joining us today here on our program. And uh, the website, beyond, uh, well, digitalfrontiernews.com is the website. The book is Beyond Bitcoin, the Future of Digital Currency. He joins us today here on Skype Audio to talk about the book. Now, um, who's your target audience for the book? <clears throat> well, uh, right now we're, we're trying to educate anybody that's interested in digital currencies, and we're trying to uh, get support for our own currency. So really, uh, we've got, you know, we're targeting every single audience that we can imagine because everybody uses money, and everybody is affected by money. We all have to make decisions based on money. When we get up in the morning, we have to decide whether if we're going to go to work at a farm or whether we're going to work uh, as a, at an engineering firm. And money actually tells us what to do. So money has such a big impact on all of us that it really should uh, should be interesting to everybody. We've got the author of Beyond Bitcoin, the future of digital currency, Sean H. Worthington, with us today. Visit his website, digitalfrontiernews.com. Now, um, this book, incredibly well written. You've taken a lot of time uh, with this book. Why do you think that this book will appeal to readers? <clears throat> well, uh, you know, it, it uh, tells a lot of little stories about how money works, and so I try to use 
uh, the type of stories you might be able to tell a child to explain some very difficult concepts. So I'm hoping that that will be you know, understandable and interesting and easy to read. We've got a great guest with us today, the fantastic Sean H. Worthington. The book is Beyond Bitcoin, The Future of Digital Currency. The website, digitalfrontiernews.com. He joins us today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Now, um, there, there, there was a lot of a lot of time that you uh, put into this book. You've, you, uh, th there's a lot of information. Tell me about the research process that that, that you did with this book. Well, um, you know, I'm PhD all but dissertation, and I have been working on a counterfeit detection system for many years. I've actually was trying to uh, solve a problem. That is object recognition, where if you've got somebody that's holding something like a playing card or a dollar bill, if that uh, robot or computer could recognize that money and be able to tell what it is. And so I started using money because it's two-dimensional, and it seemed like it would be something that would be easy for a computer to recognize. And But it was, uh, it was different enough that one bill from another bill you know, looked different. So I started experimenting with it, trying to get computers to be able to tell what money is uh, based on its denomination. And um, from that, I realized one day that monetary systems are information systems. Money is data. We can apply all the rules of, uh, that we use in computer science and computer information systems, and we can apply that towards monetary systems and data. And I was able to use that counterfeit detection technology uh, as well as some networking technology to create a, counter a global counterfeit detection system which allows the digital currency cloud coin to exist. We've got Sean H. Worthington with us today. The website, digitalfrontiernews.com. The book is Beyond Bitcoin, the Future of Digital Currency. He's with us today here on Skype Audio. Um, tell us a little bit about your writing style for the book. Well, uh, the writing style for the book basically has two different modes. One is very technical, and the other is very informal. And so uh, I go from being a PhD candidate to a storyteller really quick. And um, so there's a lot of very uh, high-tech issues involved that I'm sure that readers who are into the technology will be very interested in. And then there's some very big picture general ideas that I try to get across by telling little stories. Sean H. Worthington with us today. Beyond Bitcoin, the future of digital currencies with us today here on a broadcast. DigitalFrontierNews.com is the official website for the book. Now, what was the hardest part of writing this book? Uh, well, um, actually it was... It was you can hear the Jiggy Jaguar radio show while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is a free news and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hear the Jiggy Jaguar radio show, you have a chance to win some money. Downloading is quick and easy. Just find Stitcher in the App Store. Download it. It's free and it just takes a few seconds. Then during registration, hit the promo code box and enter Jiggy Jaguar. That's J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R to get automatically entered to win 100 bucks. 
The latest episode of the show will be waiting for you in your favorites. You'll get access to lots of other amazing shows, too. Always available to you on demand. No syncing. It's Stitcher Spot Radio. Don't forget to enter the promo code Jiggy Jaguar. J-I-G-G-Y, Jiggy G-U-A-R when you're registered. Radio wants you. An intimate guide to 700 shows and how to get invited. Hot off the press from McFarland and Company takes the guesswork out of contacting a radio host. Never before has a book included the show's theme, guest criteria, and best method of contact. Or looked inside the host's head for the best and worst guests and why some guests are invited back. The book is $75 and available from the publisher at 800 253 32187. That's 800-253-2187. Or online at McFarlandPub.com. That's McFarlandPub.com. One quart of whiskey, $15. One adult motel room by the hour, $75. One lady of the evening who will do anything you ask, $400. Photos taken by your wife's private detective? Priceless. There are some stupid things you do in life that cost money. For the real dumb butt things you do, there's MasterCAD. MasterCAD. Don't be a bonehead without it. If you are a man or woman over the age of 18 with membership to a video store, please go into the adult section and rent New Wave Hookers 9 for Eddie Finster. Paid for by Eddie Finster, a 13-year-old for whom Dawson's Creek and Melrose Place just aren't enough anymore. Motherfuckers crank it. You've got Jiggy Jaguar. Podcasting from www.jiggyjaguar.com. Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> it is the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. My thanks to uh, the author of Beyond Bitcoin. Also, my thanks to uh, Mr. Jerry Bostiker. I didn't tease him about being uh, Mr. Bombastic. I'll do that in person. <laughs> Welcome back to the big broadcast. It is the Sunday radio program, RadioZenu.com, at least till the end of the year. ChickyJaguar.com, and of course you stream, uh, download our app, ChickyJaguar.us. And hear from us live uh, each and every week. Okay, we are going to go to our next guest, Mr. Derek Stone. A big star, as I like to call him. Star of stage and screen, Derek Stone. We're going to see if we can get Derek Stone on the line. He's wrestling tonight somewhere. So he might be in the ring when we call him. If he does, he'll call us back. Hello. There's Derek. How are you, sir? Hey, how? Great, I'm great. I was hoping I wasn't interrupting you because I seen on Facebook today you're going to oh. be wrestling tonight. <laughs> I am, but I'm, that's all right. I'm, yeah, we're uh, here at training, uh, but that's all right. Hang now, on just one second, okay? Yeah, no problem, no problem. Uh, I'm doing a radio interview right now, so I'll, I'm, I'm just doing a radio interview right now. So just, I'll be back in like five minutes. Yep. Sorry about that. Okay, hey, no good. problem, right. no problem. Um, normally. When I have you on, I always want to talk wrestling, but because we both uh-huh. have a radio background, we usually end up yeah. talking radio. 
We do. Yeah, that's true. Now, uh, I want to get your thoughts on this thing that happened today. The Federal Communications Commission has taken away the 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 main studio rule. Um, I read the decision, and a bunch of people that voted yes for it said that this is going to encourage more localism. And I'm like, no, isn't it just going to encourage people to get fired? Yeah, I, I would say that uh, <laughs> you're probably right about that. Yeah, that doesn't seem to... Uh, I, you know, I, I get the theory about the more localism, but uh, but uh, never seems to work out that way, you know. Well, the thing I don't understand is that if you, you you don't have to have a main studio anymore, and you don't have to have main studio lines, uh, doesn't that mean let's get rid of the office staff and move everybody to home office of wherever New York, that, Texas, that, Chicago, that's whatever? What I would- you know, that's what it would sound to me. You know, it sounds exactly like that, that, uh, you know, yes, we don't have to have a, a home office in Sheboygan anymore. We don't have to have a studio there. We don't have to have local local folks because, well, it's all ran uh, through the main office. Exactly. That's it. And, uh, you know, and, I, and I'm assuming that it seems to be, and this has been, a, you know, a trend that's been going on in radio for about decades, really. I mean, yeah. you know, it used to be stations were fully manned. Uh, 24-7, right? And then yes. eventually the overnight guy was gone. And now, uh, in a lot of markets, the overnight and the evening person is gone. And maybe they only have, maybe they're only live um, mornings and middays, even. You know, not, not even afternoon shows in a lot of a lot of markets now, you know? Well, there's, so, there's a lot of uh, places that after, uh, after 2 p.m., there's nobody in the studio. Right. <laughs> it's absolutely. all automated. Well, and, 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 and we have talked about this before, and the fact that not only that, but the one person or two people that actually still work in some of these stations, uh, smaller markets uh, or medium-sized markets even, um, they wear a lot of different hats. So your morning team, your morning uh, show hosts are also one is probably the program director, and then the uh, midday person is probably your production person, you know? Yes. So trying to get more people to, uh, you know, uh, or, or perhaps they're voice tracking in the afternoon as well, right? Uh, yeah, so it, it don't, doesn't sound all that encouraging to me to stimulate, uh, to, to stimulate the, uh, the, the local aspect. So, it, you know, just a no-brainer to uh, take away local jobs is going to make you appeal more, to, more locally? I, I don't yeah, get that. I, I don't get that either. Uh, we've got Derek Stone with us today, and... Uh, Radio broadcaster and professional wrestler, which uh, I, I absolutely love. Um, I, I we had Jerry Bostick from I, IWR on earlier, and they're going to be doing a uh-huh. show in Wichita very soon. Um, very it, cool. It seems that wrestling, uh, it seems like wrestling indie wise is exploding because, like, I see you're getting bookings all over the place. I see you know various people that I know in the business that are getting all these bookings. Uh, why is indie wrestling taking off, but yet nobody's going to like WWE shows? I see these like SmackDown tapings and things where they're like nobody in the seats. Well, you know, I don't know. I, I think that sometimes uh, it takes a little while for any business to sort of catch up with the market. You know, so perhaps if you if you look at uh, uh, you know SmackDown or or you know, yes, there's there's a few more open seats than there would be, but maybe they're still operating on the fact that. Uh, they're they're operating the way things were going, say five years ago, ten years ago, and and they haven't necessarily adjusted to that. Um, 
Does that make sense at all? You yes. Know, like they're, still, yes. they're still maybe maybe running more shows than they should. Maybe they should be running in a different venue they're, instead of going to these these bigger, newer venues because maybe they got a deal. Maybe they should just go back to some of these smaller venues. Uh, I, I don't know. That's it's hard to say. There's always so many things that go into uh, promoting, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. especially when you have television. But I, I can't say this as far as indie uh, wrestling goes. And uh, let's just even take just just the state of say Kansas, for example. Yes. Um, you know, fifteen, fifteen, maybe twenty years ago, when I first was sort of around the area. There was nothing really in Kansas. I mean, you would get an occasional spot show. You'd get maybe, maybe in Kansas itself. The whole state, you know, and, and most of these were in Kansas City or Wichita, you, you'd, get, you'd get five shows, perhaps, you know. Yeah. Uh, now, geez, you know, every weekend there's stuff going on in Wichita, Hoisington, Kansas City, uh, Topeka. There's, there's lots of folks uh, starting. I think it's just uh, one There's still... A, uh, you know, you go to go to most wrestling schools around. People still want to learn to be professional wrestlers. There's still a lot of folks that want to chase that dream, and a lot of those folks got to get started somewhere. But I do think that there is a if, if you talk to anybody that goes to a WWE show, uh, most folks will say, uh, and I'll use my nephews as a great example. These were folks that that um, they the only reason they really wanted to go to any wrestling. Uh, show instead of watching it on TV was because they wanted to, you know. I wanted. I think back in the day it was uh, it was The Rock or Stone Cold, you know, uh, that they they wanted to meet. You know, I wanted to try to get up up close and see them and and all of those things and maybe you know. Uh, and it just was not the environment that they thought. If you go to any, uh, even a, a a large indie show or a small indie show, you're going to get a chance to have that personal interaction. You're going to see a guy. Uh, out there in the ring, and you're probably going to get a chance to get his autograph and talk to him. And I think that that still has an appeal to a lot of folks. That's cool. That's cool. Well, uh, we got Derek Stowens today. I, I, I hope that's it, anyway. I, should <laughs> say, I hope that's what. It is, you know. <laughs> now, uh, before before I let you go, my friend, I've got I've got one more uh, kind of question, little topic with you. Um, okay. You and I talk about this all the time. I'm always asking you for advice on things, and I appreciate all the uh, all the help that you give me because you you have just taken my powerlifting game to. Things I would have never thought I could do five years ago, I'm doing now. Um, That's fantastic. When you talk about wrestling, and 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 you know, way back in the day, like you were saying, you know, there's there's Rock and Austin, and everybody wanted to meet them. Um, why is it that all these guys nowadays look like powerlifters and bodybuilders when back in the day they they really didn't really look like like the Rock? That that the, the Rock now looks like. Four of the, you know, uh, old sure. old old rock had no ma- muscle mass, and new rock has got well, all this mass. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that was ever true. Uh, he was uh, uh, always a, a big big guy. Always, just not as cut up. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but but I mean, like Braun Strowman used to be a, a like strong man. Um, why is it that that the physiques have kind of changed over the years? What have you well, seen? You know, I don't know if you if you look at uh, you look at uh, the society uh, in general how how people look that that just big kind of you know used to, there's a great old saying in the business that it was a you talk about the wrestling business it's an upper body business right so all it really meant is that you had to have big arms and chest and that if you had a big gut you know it didn't really matter as long as you looked like you were a guy that could do pretty well in an arm wrestling contest or do pretty well in a in a bar fight 
you probably could make a decent living. Uh, it's not really that way anymore. You have a uh, plus, you know, guys nowadays. I mean, or look look at a guy like uh, a Finn Balor or yeah. or AJ Styles, guys like that. Uh, you you can't do the things that those guys can do if you're. 250, 260 pounds. Oh, that yeah. just isn't the case. And you know what I mean? Uh, even if you're a fantastic athlete, you're, you know, AJ Styles is probably 190, I would say. You know, yeah. something like that. Maybe, maybe not even that big. Uh, it's just, just the style of things that are kind of in vogue right now. Uh, you, don't see any, you, you don't see the great big guys. In fact, like a guy like Braun Strowman, uh, if you look at him from when he first showed up to the way he looks now, look how much how more streamlined he is. And, yes, and you know, cut up than he was. And and you know, fifteen twenty years ago, he would have been encouraged to get bigger, not to get uh, more cut up. Yeah. Well, uh, if, that, if that makes any. Sense. Oh yeah, it does. It does, brother. Well, I know that you're busy and you're you're training, getting ready for tonight. Um, before I let you go, if if people want to book you or get a hold of you or. Uh, how, how do they do this exactly? Well, you know, you can always go to my Facebook page, which is I gotta be just type in Derek Stone, and, and uh, you can do that. Or you can go to my uh, email address, which is d.stone13 at yahoo.com. I'm you know not taking a ton of bookings, but uh, uh, I'm definitely uh, interested in going to certain areas uh, that I haven't been to in in a long, long time. I always I, I spend a lot of time going out to Denver now, just because most of my family lives out there, so I get to kind of you know have the excuse of going to see my parents or something I, and, <laughs> that's awesome. and get paid for it. So that's kind of nice. That's you know? awesome. <laughs> well, uh, I will talk to you soon, brother. And uh, thanks for always being nice and coming on and uh, have yourself a wonderful, wonderful evening. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, man. Sounds fantastic. Man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, brother. That's Derek Stone with us today. The uh, big star, star stage and screen, Derek Stone. He is uh, fantastic. We always love having him on the broadcast. And uh, we are going to take a brief break. And when we come back, dun-dun-dun, we got one more segment coming up. We're going to talk about this Radio Xenu thing in a little bit more detail. And uh, it's a hell of a deal, as they say. When we come back, we've got more coming up. On today's Creation Moments Minute, we take a close-up look at the amazing human eye. Our eyes do more work and tell more about us than many people realize. These amazing organs are so closely tied into the brain that they have been referred to as part of the brain. Your eyes were among your first organs to form. Within four weeks of fertilization, an unborn infant's eyes begin to form. Interestingly enough, many newborns can move their eyes independently of each other, which can be a shock to unsuspecting parents. Usually, the eyes are working together within a few months. However, those eye muscles will get more of a workout during our lifetimes than any other voluntary muscle. During any 24-hour period, our eyes will move about 100,000 times. That's equivalent to walking 50 miles every day. Find out even more eye-opening facts on tomorrow's program. For Creation Moments Minutes, I'm Darren Marlar.
Available for the first time, a special instructional series that will teach you to play mouth guitar. You never learned to play a musical instrument, but that's okay. In no time, you'll be playing mouth guitar. Learn these classics of the mouth guitar. Smoke on the water. Satisfaction. And Inagata De Vida, the long version. Add a little reverb. Buzz tone. Wah wah. Play country mouth guitar. Order now and get this special bonus the quintessential desk drummer. Mouth guitar and desk drumming. No batteries, amplifiers, chords, or talent required. Hello, ladies. Do you enjoy your weekends? Would you like to enjoy a sensation designed especially for you? New from Lesbens is Beaver Liquor, a new adult beverage from the makers of Peter's Special Brew. Just listen to what women like you have told us. I'm not a big drinker, but it's remarkably easy to hold my beaver liquor. It's not at all harsh, and it has just the right amount of bite. I like the way my beaver liquor goes down, and it doesn't leave a bad tasting around. At least I don't think it does. When I have my friends over, I make sure there's plenty of beaver liquor to go around because I want my guests to have enough beaver liquor to keep them satisfied. Beaver liquor, just for you ladies, at fine liquor stores everywhere. Let's face it, you've been working hard, and you've got a hunger that's kicking your ass. I sure could go for some nuts right now. I, too, could go for the effervescent taste of nuts in my mouth. Sometimes those cravings are just too loud to contain. Man, it's been a while since I had nut all up in my mouth. By the way, you have some nut on your chin. Somebody put a nut in my mouth. Well, when you crave nuts, there's only one product that you can put in your mouth to satisfy that craving. <laughs> Give me a big rod! That's right. Big Rod Nut Bar. You've never had the taste of nuts in your mouth till you put your mouth on a Big Rod Nut Bar. Mm, God, I love his nuts. That's right. Big Rod's Nut Bar is known all over the country as the nuttiest rod in the land. Oh, my goodness. His nuts are the best I have ever tasted. Take it from these bona fide nut lovers. Oh, I can't wait. Once I get Rod's nuts in me gob, I'm just all over it. I love Rod's nuts. Somebody put a nut in my mouth. Say, give me one. They make me feel so silky. Or even us mullet love the taste of a Big Rod Nut Bar. Even the rich and famous are not immune to the big nutty taste of Big Rod Nut Bar. Hey, yo, I really love Big Rod's nuts in my mouth. Ha! <laughs> Last time I had a Big Rod Nut Bar in my mouth, it was KY in my ass and they took me to jail. So go on down to your local convenience store and wrap your lips around a Big Rod Nut Bar. You too will be singing... These nuts in your mouth. Uh, uh. These nuts in your mouth. Uh, uh. Big Rod nuts Nut Bar. These nuts in your mouth. You could rob a liquor store or steal a car or even do a job for the guys who wear fancy suits and pay no taxes. But that would be illegal. Introducing a new better way to get money fast. It's... Johnny Cash. The new concept in fast money. It's not an ATM. It's not a loan shark. It's just the man in black with a fistful of green. Hi, Mr. Cash. Can I borrow ten bucks? Oh, uh, anything to keep a loyal fan on the right side of the law. Here you go. Gee, thanks, Mr. Cash. Don't mention it. Visit your convenient... Johnny Cash. ...location and beg your next cash advance. It'll keep you out of Folsom Prison. Johnny Cash. Get fast money now where you see the burning ring of fire. Back to the Tiggy Jaguar Show on the network. 
Well, well, well. It is the World Pace Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast, coast to coast. Boat at a boat on the tune on the tunes and already a loyalty. Radio Xenu today. Yes, Radio Xenu. I talked a little bit about this at the top of the show. Um, I've got to talk about it. <laughs> I hate to talk about these things, but uh, we have to. And no better way to do it than at the end of the show. <laughs> you know? Uh, Radio Xenu apparently is going away. Um, we were given some news. Um, I was actually given the news... Heard the news today. What is that song? I wish I knew that song. But, uh, well, apparently Radio Xenu is going to be going off the air um, at the end of the year. And um, they're done. They're done, they're done, they're done, they're done, they're done. Now, normally, I would... uh, be a little, well, I am a little upset. But normally, I would be, uh, when, whenever we have things like this happen sometimes on the show, I celebrate demise. <laughs> I don't know why I do these things. I, 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 but I'm not celebrating the demise of Radio Xenu today. Uh, actually, it's, it's kind of a sad deal for us here. Um, we started the Sunday radio program. Uh, it's been it's been called fifty seven different things uh, <laughs> for the years, and uh, we started this radio broadcast back. And I believe uh, I always like to say nineteen ninety three, but that's when I got into actual radio. Uh, getting into actual. Uh, Internet Radio 2000, uh, a version of this show, but uh, airing it on a Sunday and airing it on uh, Radio Xenu, I believe, took place in 2007. I believe it was 2007, 2008. Let's see, 2007. It would have been the middle of 2007, 2008 probably. 2008. We'll go with 2008. (laughs) we'll go with 2008 folks um and you know i've always enjoyed having our program on here uh i've always enjoyed the back and forth with uh uh myself and uh at the time the the pd i guess you would say the program director uh pip um i've gotten to be good buddies with him over the years and uh I consider Radio Xenu a home, and I, I, I don't consider it just a place where it runs our show. Um, we have a lot of affiliates and a lot of networks that run our show. Um, each, of them, each of them, oddly, we have a weird relationship with. Uh, Radio Xenu is, is, is one of those. And uh, <laughs> I'm rambling here. I'm rambling here. But uh, don't have a lot of time. Well, like Regis Feldman, don't have a lot of time left. But um, I appreciate Radio Xenu for what they've done for us over the last several years. 
Um, they have breathed a whole new... Because when we started doing the Sunday radio broadcast, essentially what it was was a podcast. Um, we did a show on Sunday. That's it. Uh, radio Xenu allowed us to do a live show. And we're going to continue to do a live show. Um, as always, we'll run our video stuff off of Ustream. It'll go off the app. Um, so we'll still do the, we'll still do the, still do the video part of it. Um, we'll still do the audio part of it. Uh, I enjoy the radio broadcast. We will probably still do that. What we, what we will do with that is, uh, it'll run off. Ugh, Jesus, excuse me. It'll run off, um, of JiggyJaguar.com. But, um, I don't know what to say. It's, uh, it's, it's getting to be, uh, it's too bad that we're losing Radio Xenu because I enjoy Radio Xenu. Um, but there's, there's been some stuff happened in the past where I've thought, it's probably going to go the way of the dinosaurs. So, um, in an effort today to save Radio Xenu and to save the brand, I, uh, I tried to get a hold of the, the people who own the station. And I wanted to buy the station. Um, I was going to buy it lock, stock, and barrel. Going to buy the, the 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 name, the whole thing, and run Radio Xenu still. Uh, but they're not interested in selling. Uh, they're going to do something with a podcast or or something down the line. So um, we're going to go ahead and let them do that. Um, Radio Xenu, I understand, is on oper- under operations till the end of the year. Uh, so we will do our show, uh, we'll do two months worth of shows, essentially. November and December. And then we're out of here. But, uh, we are going to try to get everybody to go to JiggyJaguar.com each and every week to, uh, we'll do the Sunday show off of uh, JiggyJaguar.com. Um, so. Hopefully we can get that going. Um... I don't know. It's uh, it's too bad that it is going to go the way of the dinosaurs, but what can you do? Uh, thanks to Radio Xenu uh, all these years. Uh, thanks to Radio Xenu for allowing us to come on the air this week, um, especially with our show that we are taping on Tuesday. Um, it is a taped edition uh, because I will be at XWE over the weekend uh, when this live when this airs live, so we won't obviously be on the air for it. But uh, thank you to the uh, folks at Radio Xenu, and uh, we will see you next week. Uh, my thanks to the Midwest Bangla, Mr. Lance Chafin. My thanks to Jerry Bostick from the IWR. Um, of course, Derek Stone for stepping in and saying hello to us. Uh, my thanks to the author of Beyond Bitcoin, uh, the Swedish heavy metal band from earlier, and uh, that is that. Uh, we will talk to you next time. Remember, next Sunday we are live as live can get. It is the first Saturday in November. RadioZenu.com. Check out JiggyJaguar.com for more information. And we will see you next week.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.